Welcome to the Our Random Points of View podcast, also affectionately known as Orpov to its friends. Your hosts, James and Simon, are ready to go. So without further ado, enjoy this episode of Orpov. Welcome along, it's Orpov. It's our second special in two weeks. We're like a boss. You wait for us long enough and two of us <laughs> arrive at once. So I, I just liked how that rhymed. What? Orpov like a bus. <laughs> like a bus. And uh, what was it? He said along came us or something like that. Well, there you um, go. It was quite funny. <laughs> well, James is here, as you can hear. Yeah, clearly. James is here. James is always here. Um, <laughs> always doing his thing. Uh, but what we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the Dominic Cummings interview that was on uh, the BBC. Or at least um, the bit that we watched together before <laughs> we got sick of it. <laughs> the best, yeah, exactly. I got sick of it. I turned it off. It was just, oh my goodness. Originally. Get, get to the point. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Dominic, just get to the point. I, I feel like he was going over stuff we'd already kind of heard before. Originally, what we were going to do was play the interview and comment on it as we were going through it. But, but we'd already spent an hour yeah. doing that and by the <laughs> it's time true. It's it true. was 10 minutes into the interview yeah 10 minutes into the interview we'd recorded about 40 minutes of material um so we thought to ourselves if we keep it this rate another 20 minutes you're talking what about an, an hour maybe two and a half hours um and that's just the first part <laughs> so we thought we better maybe just uh ditch that idea and just talk about it but anyway dominic cummings for anybody who doesn't know okay in case you're a foreign listener or, or you just aren't aware um he was a top advisor to boris johnson in the government uh over the last few years and last year he got into a bit of uh, well, he got a bit of news coverage because during COVID-19, he decided to travel to Durham with his family. And, for um, an eye test. For a, well, for an eye test. You know, he, he travelled. It was his wife's birthday around that time. And they travelled. And um, while they were there, they had to travel 300 miles back to London, apparently. And, and they um, would travel 300 miles and they would travel 300 more. And there you go. I'm going to add some music to the back of that uh, when we're doing this in post-process get it auto-tuned <laughs> we'll get it properly done um but uh yeah he was going uh what was it he, the day before they went for a drive um now of course everybody said it was just tourist stuff and he was there for his wife's birthday but he was claiming he was just testing his eyesight right to make sure he was safe to drive back 300 miles to london so that was a bit of a bother he didn't get fired at the time uh public were were really unhappy i mean about how it. did he manage to get an appointment at the opticians on a sunday at the height of lockdown because he's part of the government at that at time the height of lockdown yeah so because he's part of the government he gets access to special things we don't <laughs> anyway the interview like the lies or the truth <laughs> all of it all of it um but he did eventually get fired i think it was december wasn't it december 2020 he got fired yeah, uh, yeah but we're, uh, well we're told it was by boris johnson but uh, <laughs> Some people say it was his wife. It was Carrie. Carrie, yeah. And uh, maybe it was. I mean, we, we don't know um, that information. Um, but the, yeah, he's done this interview now with the BBC where he has basically come out and throwing everybody under the bus, you know, except for himself uh, because of what happened. Oh, that's what COVID. you do, right? Yeah, I, I know. You know, I, I, I didn't do that. I didn't, you know, <laughs> cancel anything. It was yeah, them. It was all them. And I, I just did my, I just stood in the background like a good little boy, you know, and just paid attention and wrote it all down because I knew one day I'd have an interview like this. That's how it came across. And it just felt really rehearsed. It felt like he, he'd, you know, written it all out probably in advance uh, in fact, it wouldn't surprise me if he's working on a book, you know, some kind of a book to come out. Um, and then he'd written it all down in advance, and here he was doing an interview, and he was just repeating what he'd already said a dozen times in his Have own head. Have you not got anyway. it on pre-order? I don't. Is it already available? Yeah, Dominic Cummings, 
the truth as I see it. Really? Is that the truth? Because you could be winding me up here. <laughs> so we could be winding me up here and, uh, you know, I'm totally buying it. Because I'm quite a gullible guy when it comes to stuff I don't know. So if uh, I will believe this until he tells me it's a joke. He's typing into his laptop right now. He might be looking it up just to double check if it's real. Um, but yeah, I got sick of the interview simply because he was just talking stuff that he'd already said before. He's throwing everybody under the bus. Um, which well, there can, is one. It's not by him, but it's by someone else. By someone else. It's there called you go. The Cummings Files. The Cummings Files, which sounds like a very, very bad oh, adult dear. movie, doesn't it? You know. <laughs> well, he's a very, very it bad sounds adult. Like, yeah, it's it's sort of like. You remember the TV show The X-Files? I can imagine they made oh, a porn dear. version called The Sex Files and then someone else <laughs> came it, along it and said... Just itself, right? Yeah, exactly. And then someone else came along and said, well, we can't do The Sex Files because that's been done. Let's do The Cummings Files, you know, and, and that's kind of the, the next step along. But it, it, I'm not interested in reading it. I, I don't care about the guy. He, um, He's got a blog. You can jump on there if you, you want to read it. read his blog if you want to, absolutely. I'm not interested in doing that either, to be fair. Um, he just strikes me, I, I can't, when I was watching the interview, and the whole time since last March, I've just been thinking, how did this guy get anywhere near the top of the government? You know? How, who, who, what has he done to get there? Who, who does he know? Because... What dirt does he not have? Or what, exactly, because he just, it, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would be in that position. I don't know how he's managed it. I'm sure if I looked it up on Google or Wikipedia or something that I'd find the the information about how he got there, but... It just seems crazy that someone like that could get there. Um, he blamed a lot of things on on the prime minister, you know, and obviously Downing Street have denied a lot of this stuff. So he as described well. uh, Boris Johnson as a complicated character, uh -huh. uh, unusual and self-aware, and apparently it was ludicrous for him to be PM. Yes, he also claimed that the prime minister was such a, an idiot that he could basically get him to do whatever he wanted him to do. I am the puppet master. Yeah, yeah, the puppet master. And uh, the interviewer didn't like that at all. Was her, how do you say her last name again? Laura Kunzberg? Laura Kunzberg. Yep, she did it for the BBC. She's a great reporter. I like her own, uh, um, some of the stuff she does. But she's. I like it when the reporter knows their stuff. You know, that's the important thing. I like it when the reporter's got their uh, bullshit alarm on. Yes, yeah. A lot of the time when you're watching the interview, um, she has those looks where she's just like, yeah, you're talking crap, mate. You know, you're talking crap. And probably she's just expressing what everybody at home watching was also thinking and feeling. <laughs> so like there's a couple time. of things that he kind of said during there that I've, I've kind of made some notes as we were watching it because I thought, well, as random as this can be, I want to try and kind of stay on yeah, a little yeah. bit of topic. So personally speaking, when you're watching it, it looks like he's a rabbit in the headlights. Yes. You know, very, very much so. Like, oh, I've got to say something now that might be interesting because, you know, the sound of my voice is annoying people. He looks like he's... Like I said before, he looks like he's rehearsed everything, he's ready to go, he knows exactly what he's going to say, but then the as dates. soon as the interviewer, and the dates, the days, the dates, everything, and as soon as the interviewer throws in a question or challenges something, you're right, he looks like that deer in the headlights and he's like, oh, wait a minute, I didn't prepare for this bit, and he doesn't know what to do, you know, <laughs> so then he just makes up some other rubbish and he just throws it out there, and there's no doubt in my mind that he's a very skilled manipulator and liar, Okay. Oh, um, clearly. Clearly, you know, he's very good at that, and I think he's probably very good at doing that I on mean, the spot. I mean, you don't get played by... Played? Mm. By um, Benedict Cumberbatch if you're just nobody. This is true. What programme was it he did that in? Was uh, it the Brexit one? Yeah. Uh, whatever that was, yeah. Um, well, that's another thing he covered was Brexit in the interview, wasn't it? Oh. And he was saying about how he felt that but, it was but, probably a bad idea now. And Well, bizarrely um, during it, he's like, oh... Um, 
if anyone says that it's a good idea, then you know they're uh, they're talking rubbish, lies, this that next thing. Yeah. But I think it's a good idea. All right. So you rubbish and lies and. Uh, he probably was. Yeah, he was behind the whole thing, wasn't he? <laughs> and then they were bringing up the three hundred and fifty million and how it hadn't been quite truthful I, I and. Laugh. Uh, they brought up the turkey thing. Now, the one thing I did mention about the turkey thing, though, while we were watching it, was that the the interviewer, Laura Kunzberg there, she kind of missed the point, right, in my opinion, of the thing. So what she was saying was that the Leave campaign had thrown in this argument that Turkey are going to join the EU imminently. or want to join the EU. Um, well, no, no, because he clarified that. They didn't say imminently. They said no, they're in the process was, of joining. but that was kind of the impression that... that People had read between the lines. Yeah. Aha. Well, that's my no, point I get that. that I want to make I here, that. right? That's my point that I want to make here. So what they specifically said, according to him, is they're in the process of joining, which they have been and are still, I believe. Um, so people are... And, and she's saying, well, yeah, but it's probably not going to happen for a long, long time. But that doesn't matter, really, because ultimately, you know, they probably will join, and then that opens up all kinds of different things. So people made a decision based on, you know, that, that the possibility of that happening, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's 10 years from now, right? That that was a concern for them, especially, I guess, because that surrounds the whole Syria terrorist thing, right? That's why that was a big deal for people. Um, but the, the thing that I wanted to point out there is that um, the, the, the voters, okay, it's... You can blame the politicians all you want, right? You can say, well, you said this, you said that. It's ultimately up to the voter to know their stuff, okay? If you're going to just vote and you're only going to listen to what you're being told and you're not specifically going to go out there and actually look it up and find out if what you're being told is the truth, then that's your fault. Right? So all those voters who went out there and were like, oh, I only voted for this because of the 350 million, or I only voted for this because of this or that, or whatever. That's Taking your back fault. our borders. That's, Getting the fisheries yeah, right. Exactly. Those people, that's your fault, right? Now, that doesn't matter if it's a regular uh, general election, a referendum of any kind, or anything at all, whether it's even just voting in your local school for, like, class president or something, right? If you haven't gone out and found out your stuff and done your own research and, and taught educated yourself about the situation because i am a firm believer in that 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 is a huge responsibility if you're a voter you know you need to know your stuff which is why when you can have conversations with some people in debates you can then say well actually no no you're wrong because this is actually the truth and what they're saying isn't right too many people vote based on what a politician says and usually it's a politician they're already going to be voting for anyway well too many people vote on that but also too many people legacy vote as well why are you voting for them oh because i've always voted for them yeah i know and and i'm not saying that's a bad thing though right because sometimes that's just how people are but you know you should vote for if you're going to vote for something it's your responsibility i guess to find out the truth and i don't agree with this idea that you just blame politicians after the fact and say well you said this and you said that okay yes they did okay fine but the voter should be the one going out to actually find out if that's true or not. It's not difficult in today's world. No, it's not. You've got it's not difficult. 50 entire, years ago, yeah. The entirety of human you know, knowledge yeah. in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got access to all kinds of random things that you can access. You know, you can contact like people. Like our podcast. <laughs> well, I wouldn't use our podcast. Well, you said random. random. <laughs> it is random. Um, but what I mean is, like, if you were to go onto Twitter, for example, and you were to message or email, you know, a local politician or someone on there who actually knows their stuff or a professor in a university who actually knows their stuff about whatever the subject is, I'm sure they would be more than happy to come back to you with some information to give you the, the actual information and the facts, you know? So, yeah. 
I think it's unfair to, to completely 100% put the blame on the politicians all the time because, yeah, they're wrong to lie. I mean, the facts should always be there. But you know what politicians are like. You know, they're humans at the end of the day. They're going to say whatever makes them look good, what makes their, their party looks, look good, and um, also what is going to help them get elected, right? Whether that's the absolute truth or slightly bending the truth or just telling a complete pack of lies. It's up to the voter to say, well, actually, no, you are wrong because I looked this up, and because you lied, I'm not going to vote for you. If you just say, I'm going to vote for you because of what you said, and then you find out it's bullshit, tough shit. That's your problem, man. And we've still not got the button <laughs> ready for me. And that's my <laughs> point on that. Um, <laughs> so he wants people to think about the power that politicians have, yep. but not when he was in the job. Well, when he was in the job, he made it clear that he was the puppet master, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, he liked the fact that Boris Johnson was the prime minister because he could control him. He could get him to do whatever he wanted to do. So what is it? You like the fact that they have the power or you like the fact that you can control them and they don't I have think, the power? I think that's the part now because yeah, yeah. he liked the fact that they did that. But now that he has no influence over it whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Or, or really what he's saying there is, oh, the politicians have the power. Therefore, when you do the independent review into the whole COVID crisis thing, nothing to do with me, because I am not an, I'm not a politician. I'm not an elected just official. An, exactly, I'm just an advisor. The politicians have all the power. They're the ones who make the decision. That's what he's really thrown out there, isn't it? What a guy. <laughs> it was like being a in guy. a disaster movie. So my question is, which one? Mm -hmm. All right. So, was it Titanic, our favourite one on here? Titanic! Um, or, you know, was it Contagion? Was it Outbreak? I mean, we could go on with the list and list. But Speaking of Contagion, though, that is actually a pretty good movie. It's reasonable. I watched it when it was a big deal, you know, a year ago. And, um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was it was pretty good. It's the kind of movie I would have watched um, even without COVID-19. You know, I would have... Uh, Got into it and, and tried to enjoy it. Well, do you know what we started watching when all this was kind of breaking up? Breaking up, kicking off, was um, Resident Evil. Yes, another one of those movie franchises that you could uh, jump into and say, oh, this is like what's maybe happening now. You've got a vaccine for something? Yep. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, Synthetic T cells. Or The Walking Dead, isn't that the same in The Walking Dead? I think, but you never, yeah. Yeah. yeah, didn't I it start so. out as like a something or other? And um, most likely, yeah, it's not a program I watch personally. I prefer. I, I watched some of it up to about season seven, but I preferred Fear the Walking Dead. I thought that was a little. I I, I watched up to season four. Yeah. Um, I'm not bothered about it. And then there's um, let's say the Fear of the Walking Dead, and there's also the other one Beyond, whatever it's called. I've not heard of that one. No, I've not seen that one. It's on your Amazon. Oh, is it right? Okay, but the children. All right, I might check it out then. Um, All right. The Walking Dead. Because <laughs> I said it was about the children. No, because it's part of the Walking Dead thing, is it? I'm just is making it sure. the same people? Like, Beyond is the same as the Fear and Walking Dead? As far as I'm aware. Same storyline, you know? I, I've, same I've not watched world, it, so. universe. I, I, I understand yeah. it to be. Right, Because right. Fear of the Walking Dead is like a prequel to the Walking Dead. Well, my understanding is that it's now kind of caught up. It probably has. I know there was a crossover episode at one point. So um, The Walking Dead was really great for the first couple of seasons and then it kind of slowed down a bit. Fear the Walking Dead went straight in, just just constantly kept that, that energy going. Ear of that. Um, which was good. Was that? Ear of that. Just went straight in. Ear of that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah well, exactly. It was good. It was just full energy, full on. Um, 
but Beyond the Walking Dead, I've not heard of that, so I might have to check it out and see. Well, I, I don't think it's called Beyond the Walking Dead, but or just you, Beyond the Dead or something. Well, you'll see it as one of the original Beyond the Sea or whatever. But um, <laughs> yes, so uh, herd immunity uh, was not the official disaster plan. No, but it was for a time. I don't know. It was never the official one. I think what he meant was they discussed it being the official one. That's what I took from it. Yeah, but to come out and kind of stand at the, um, you call it, the press conference every day mm-hmm. and bring that out for the first little while and then to backtrack, oh, no, 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 we never said this. Like, well, you did. I think they had considered it. I think they were probably thinking herd immunity might be a good idea. And then oh, that's they right, because it's just people well, over 80, yeah. You know. Well, that was kind of the thinking. That's another thing he's pushing. You know, that Boris Johnson was suggesting it was only people over 80 that were bothered, so why do we care? Um which is terrible anyway, you know. Well, exactly, but I mean, Joe Biden's over 80. Is he? I don't think he well, is. he's getting there. Not quite yet. Yeah, you will be soon. I think he's 70, 78, wasn't he, when he became uh, Probably, president? yeah. Uh, something like that. But, he's yeah, he's getting there. He's nearly 80. You know who um, else is over 80? Who's that? Over 90. Who's over, Betty White is over 90. Betty White's brilliant. Yep, yeah. We love her. Mm-hmm. Who else? Um, Elizabeth Regina. The Queen herself. Protect yes. the elderly, but it's Wednesday night. It's Lizzie night. <laughs> yeah, it's Lizzie night. You go see the Queen, and that's what he was going to do. And uh, apparently Dominic Cummings had to talk him out of doing that, which Downing Street deny, I of think. Of course, it was yeah. Dominic Cummings that talked him out of it. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah, nobody mate, else. Mate, mate, yeah. mate, don't you dare go. And it's fine, it's me that's telling you, so don't worry about it. It's the Queen, man. You can't kill the Queen. Imagine if he did, though, right? <laughs> well, it's quite a legacy, isn't it? That is the yeah, ultimate well, legacy. <laughs> Jail. Off with uh, his head. We've not capitalised, you know. Yeah, I don't think it'd be any of that. Just simply be oh, just accidental bet. death, wouldn't it? But Well, no, um, it would be deliberate. You know the facts and you've... It would go down in history as he, him being the last... Prim- well, maybe the last person who killed a monarch in the UK. <laughs> you know, like, without them dying of natural causes or accident. But no fuss at the funeral. Um... The funeral would have just been the same as Phillips, I guess. It would have just been social distancing and limited numbers. No fuss. Uh, there would have been a fuss, yeah. It's the Queen. No, no, no it's the Queen. No you know, there would have been a big deal. Uh, people like the Queen. This is the thing, right? People like the Queen. Some people don't particularly like um, Charles, you know, but then they do like people like William. Do they um, like Andrew? Andrew, probably not, you know, because um, he doesn't go to Domino's. <laughs> if you went to Domino's maybe but he goes to Pizza Express instead so. that's why you were sweaty sweaty that's it that's why I was sweaty well, that's what pizza does to you doesn't matter where you eat it pizza makes you sweaty sweaty um, well apparently it does matter where you eat it only if you want people to like you I was meaning like at walking in Pizza Express yeah yeah that's where he was allegedly no no that's uh, he said that's where he was that's where he was that's where he said he was alleged I don't know for sure though I'm saying alleged I mean how do you know that picture was taken upstairs we don't that's what they're saying allegedly. that's what he told me that's what he told me yep yeah. you just have to go by what he says <laughs> and what he doesn't say <laughs> um, to the FBI to the FBI uh, well exactly at some point he'll probably be dragged in you know absolutely kicking and screaming yeah um, but but yeah this, this whole thing about oh we've got to protect the elderly yeah uh, but I'm off to meet the queen um it was it was uh, me, Dominic, who who uh, talked him out of it. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course yeah. you did. The Queen is never going to die, though. Queen will never die. You're She's right. You know, Bri- Brian May and you know Roger Taylor will keep it going. She's outlived everything. Dinosaurs. I don't think that's true. COVID. 
at the moment. The wars. Uh, no, it was one war. She's outlived uh, the Romans, you know. Mm, well, the I'm, Egyptians. Sure, I'm sure there are some Still Romans and some Egyptians that she has outlived, but by the same token, I'm sure there's some <laughs> Romans and Egyptians that we've all I'm pretty outlived. sure when the Big Bang happened, it was because of her. Well, the Big Bang did happen. Everyone was celebrating Brexit on the 1st of January. I'm pretty sure it was because she farted. Wow. She was already the there. The Queen does the not queen do such things. That was the Big Bang, and suddenly we had the universe and everything that we have now. The Queen does um, not do such things. <laughs> the Queen. No, I like the Queen, to be fair. I think she is a, a fair a fair lady. I don't know why people My are, fair lady. Uh, it's not my fair lady. I think she's a fair lady, though. I think... Have you ever seen her in her younger days? She was a bit of all right, like... Quah, the Queen... <laughs> <laughs> Not now, but when she was younger, like in the forties, thirties, forties, forties, like her war years. You know, when she was in the um, the war uh, stuff. Welcome to Orpop. Uh, James is no longer <laughs> with us because he's uh, been decapitated as part of court capital punishment. Well, for punishment. saying that the Queen was hot when she was young. No, but no, but not now. Uh, not now, she's not. I mean, not well, to me. I was discussing this with somebody the other day, not the Queen, but just the fact that when you're in a relationship and you're young, you grow old together. So that person is always attractive to you because you don't see them obviously suddenly going from this beautiful young creature to this old, wrinkly, grey You creature, can if you look right? at the picture. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, no, but you grow together. So like you and your wife, for example, right? You, you, you got together, uh, how long have you been together now? 15 years. 15 years, right. So what, about 21 you were then, I was roughly about then. So you remember what she looked like then. She remembers what you looked like then. You've grown together. If you look at pictures of you now, right, from then to now, you'll see a huge difference. And if I, you look I, at I pictures, I see a baby boy. There you go. And if you look at pictures of you then compared to when you're going to be seventy, you'll see a huge difference. But day to day, you don't see a difference in each other. Oh, I know. You know, because you see each other every day. You grow together. So that's why you see old couples, and you look at them sometimes, and you think. Mismatch. Yeah, yeah, but it's not. It's just because you know over time they've uh, their their love is true, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's about that companionship and that love, and and it doesn't matter about the looks. You grow together, and you're used to that person and how they look. Um, Thank and I goodness, think, because look at me now, right? <laughs> how you look now, I know. What a shame for your wife. <laughs> but um, if you think about the Queen, yeah, obviously I've only really known her as an I, old I've woman. I've never thought of the Queen like that, because she's the Queen. And <laughs> During, you know, such things will not be happening within the country. One as a young not. woman, she was well fit. Like, um, I've, was only, well fit I've only ever known her as an old woman, because as a young boy in the 80s, she was already into her, what, 60s? Um and she's always been like a granny figure. Um, but that's why you see her in the youth and you're like, wow, she actually was. I think that's probably the first time I realized that old people used to be young. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you never thought of that as a kid. Well, you, you, you're only being told that that was the queen. Yes, exactly. It may not have been. You know, you never know. I mean, does anything exist before I was born? Who knows? Who knows? Um, maybe it was just a paid actress who got photographed and filmed and they, they rushed it out when I was born. Um, but well, just for you boy. because you're Truman. Truman Show? Maybe. Maybe I am. How do I know I'm not? How do you know you are? How do I know I'm not? That's the biggest question. How do you know who you are? I, I don't know that I am, but why how I do man? I know that I'm not? Why I, man? Maybe you're just a paid actor and that's why you're here. <laughs> uh, you know, doing all this. You've got to keep maybe, him entertained. He wants to do a podcast, Simon. Get in there. Maybe it's done. you. <laughs> maybe you're the paid actor. Maybe I'm the paid actor and it's your show. The Simon Show. Yeah. Because <laughs> my thoughts are so random that people want to hear them. It could be that. It could be that. Um, anyway, what were we talking about? Dominic Cummings. Of course you did. <laughs> Let's get so, back to that. But the Queen so, is still alive, I'm glad to say that is the case. So uh, they've denied that this conversation took place. But he says that other people 
Other people. Other were people. Th- were there. All right. Who are these people? Name them. He also said he got a text from the Prime Minister on his phone. Why didn't he just whip it out in the interview, the phone, <laughs> and just say, <laughs> and just say here is the text? And I actually show it to Laura Kunzberg. And just say, look, there's the text. Because he's not that bright. Ah, he's an idiot. He's either lying or... Well, he's got a form for lying, hasn't he? Yes. The press conference. Well, that's the thing. The whole t- Exactly. That was another thing that came up in the interview. He talks about how he, how he kept stuff back. And she keeps saying, well, you lied. You lied. He's, I didn't lie. Everything I said was the truth. I just withheld some information. Something to do about security. I kind of missed the point of what that was all about. Right, he was apparently getting the threats. Threats, right. Okay. Um, Him and his family. Right. So, so because of that, they had to travel... To um, Durham. 300 miles, While it was her birthday weekend. Of course, I mean, just a coincidence, you know, that there were yeah. no babysitters available Easter, in London. Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, yeah, I think it was Easter. And then, and then, you know, while he was there, you know, uh, on his father's farm, um, not interacting with anybody else, of course, because it's just completely separate buildings, yeah, yeah. they decided on the day before that they would come back, because they were getting begged from the government, please come back. Please, 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 sir. Can please. we have some more? Please come and, back. Um, he had to go to the castle for an eye test. Now, like I said, um, I maybe said this on the previous recording that we're not putting out, but um, how do you how do you get an eye test on a Sunday at the castle? I mean, I, I'm struggling to get an eye test myself it's right now. Who you know, Simon? Well, quite clearly, who you know, quite clearly, security concerns, and the, but then the big thing, right? Like you and I. Mm-hmm. We live, what, 10 minutes from each other if you drive? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, a wee bit longer for me on the bus, because I have to walk to the bus stop, etc., blah, blah, blah. But where I was going with that, I wasn't allowed to travel down to come and see you, right? No. And I had no symptoms, you had no symptoms, mm-hmm. right? But they were allowed to travel from London to Durham with symptoms. Yep. Now, say what you want, right? So it's security concerns or whatever. There got to have been a babysitter closer. Come on. Yeah, of course there was. Um, but I remember at the time he had an excuse for that as well. Of course he did. Yeah, uh, which was we couldn't get a babysitter because of COVID and his family members couldn't do it because they were like tested for COVID or something. They might have been... Yeah, so we um, had to travel up to them to look yeah, after them. So and they had to take the kids, yeah. Um, clearly, I mean, I don't know what it's the truth is. None boys. of us do. But yeah, you feel you want to hit that bullshit button and you want to just say, mate, just shut up. Just tell us the truth, will Either you? Either tell us the truth or cut yeah. your tongue out. Exactly. You're digging more and more and more, and we're just not buying it. You know, it's, it's how you want to sort of grab it. Um, and that's just a, my opinion on it, my comment on it. Your you know? random... My random point of view. You're still listening to <laughs> us? We haven't gone anywhere. That sounds good, man. Our random point of view. Maybe we'll create a jingle with that in there. Maybe not play it twice, though. <laughs> not do it twice. Twice just on the shot. Um, but is there anything else we need to discuss about the interview that kind of jumped out? Yes. At us? Yep. We, we got to um, talking about needing a second lockdown after the whole eat out to help out thing, which, yep. you know, is a super spreader event. Yes. And um, we couldn't have a lockdown or this circuit breaker, as so-called, because Keir Starmer wanted it. And we couldn't have him being right. No, we can't have him being right. Because he's Keir Starmer. That's right. That's right. But the the big thing that come out of this, uh, the big massive thing, and the takeaway that I want you to take from this, not the takeaway from your Dominoes. kitchen. Well, you did that. Um, the Great British Public are not his boss. 
No, uh, Boris Johnson's boss. It's the Telegraph, he said, right? His real boss. His real boss. <laughs> um, which is funny. I mean, it's... It's scary, scary. is what it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, but the thing is, right, I think if you're Boris Johnson, even before he was prime, uh, president, uh, president, prime minister, sorry, I was going to say prime minister and then I changed it to president for some reason. Every, um, even before he was president, Trump. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to back to that bit, I actually do see, even before he was prime, and then you. I'm like, no, the president, I, I don't know even why Even before I he was pretty. <laughs> even before he was pretty, because he's a pretty little boy. But even before he was mayor of London, let's not forget he was mayor of London. And then some wondrous things. Right? Um, well, my favourite clip of him is always <laughs> that bit hanging. Yeah. Um, hanging on the zip wire during the Olympics. That's right, that's right. Because he's a buffoon. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. It's so good. It's so good. Well, what was um, the best thing ever? Yeah, well, not the best thing ever, ever. But, I mean, in like, I the poorest place in the world. quite good. Um, think what's quite good? Sliced bread. Sliced bread's okay. Yeah, I, I, I always eat sliced bread. You know, it's always the way to go forward. Why cut it yourself when somebody else already done it? Wow. But what was it going to say is that he's Zip always wire. been a bit of a buffoon. You know, he's always been someone who you thought to yourself, he's... he's if he ever he, has the keys to the asylum. Yeah, well, he, I, I, I've always got the sense that he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't answer no, he to anyone. he just wants the position. He just wants the position. He wants to be in charge. He wants to be liked. You know, he wants to be um, high up in, in government somehow and kind of take it from there. Um, he just wants to get Brexit done. Yeah, and and he'll always view the British public as you you are nothing to me, you know. Even though you vote for me, and that's when I come and talk to you. Outside of that, you're nothing to me. You know, outside of that, give thing. me a fridge, and I will sit inside it. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. You know, he doesn't kind of care that much. Um, but it's difficult to know how things would have been different if he hadn't been Prime Minister, though, because we will never know. If it had still been David Cameron or Theresa May or even someone, if you go back, like Tony Blair, you know, how would things have been different? We we just don't know if they would have been or if they'd have gone down similar paths because that's what they were advised to by the, the scientists and the experts. Um, you know, we just, we, we've got no idea. Um, any, I mean, to be fair... To all the governments and world leaders around the world, you, you know, it's a situation whereby you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't, aren't you? So, while well, we can sit here and say, look, at the beginning we were saying in worldwide lockdown, we were saying do this, do that, and it would have been fine, and, and it turns out we were right, but if our world leaders had actually done it, a lot of people would have kicked off big time. Sure, but China... You know, Four thousand and odd yes, people. Yes, yes. That's so it. That's it. That's that's my point. You know, China. They locked people in their homes. They had military on the street, police on the street. Um, they. I think I remember seeing them put gravel and stuff in front of people's do- like in front of apartment doorways to stop people leaving the blocks. You know, um, it reminded me very much of the plague. You know, when they used to like lock people well, in their homes. Yeah, they used to lock people in their homes and put the red um, sign on the door. Uh, and it was that kind of idea. Like, you just don't come in, you don't go out, you just, you're in there until we know for sure what's what. And I remember when I saw that, and this was before Italy was a big thing, and I just, that that was the moment I went, shit. So Italy was you know? not big news until last year? The COVID outbreak in Italy. Ah, you know. right, they're just clarifying. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't know what they're really a big news for, except for the mafia... Berlusconi, was it? Yeah, the mayor, who was a bit of a... Was it the Bunga Bunga guy? 
Is that who it was? Or am I got that? If I got that name wrong, <laughs> Berlusconi is he? <laughs> I may have that name wrong. Is one he of like them a football a manager man, or no. someone? <laughs> well, let me let me better Google that before I. Uh, put this episode out <laughs> yeah you better let's see let's type in Berlusconi at least though it is three weeks after they did us a solid though yeah Silvio Berlusconi that's exactly who I was talking about uh, he's an Italian media tycoon and politician who served as Prime Minister of Italy in uh, four governments from 1994 to 1995 and 2001 to 2006 2008 to 2011 I was gonna say four governments in a year <laughs> oh no not in a year <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's the guy who got into a load of bother for like the, uh, what they called the bunga bunga stuff, I think it was, um, uh, which was all in to do with like drugs and prostitutes and whatever was going on. Parties, I think they were, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, before that even left China, I saw those images and videos and I just thought to myself, it's on its way. Normal. Yeah. Well, I thought, cause you don't see that all the time. But our elected right? officials will protect us. No, they they won't. They'll they'll do what they think is right, and I understand that because we all would do that, right? But yeah, but I, not with some of the stuff that's kind of yeah. coming out to us just now. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll we'll, we'll get rid of um, the elderly and the weak. You know that that'll bring down our welfare budget. It will, though, won't it? I mean, no, it would do. But it's not the right way to think about it, but it would because you know you're the, the old. And we, if we're lucky enough, we'll get there ourselves one day. You know, we'll be in a position where we are going to be costing the country a lot of money. Um, but, but that doesn't I've mean we should a, die. I've paid in a lot of money. Paid in a lot of money. Um, but yeah, and, and then you're hoping when you get older, you get your pension, you get looked after, you get cared for if you need it. Uh, all I'm, that kind I'm of hoping stuff. that I'm able to give everyone two million. <laughs> Maybe. And I hope you can as well, because that would be awesome. But um, There's a continuity one for you, because that's coming out in October <laughs> yeah that's not even been released yet I wouldn't say October because we don't know when it's coming out but we've already recorded that one so uh, that'll be coming out soon you'll hear more about uh, Simon's two million pounds promise <laughs> two million pound promise that's right um, but uh, I think when normal people are sitting watching television and seeing the images on the internet where you're thinking to yourself okay this is bad and then weeks later it hits your country. Why are the politicians and the governments and the scientists and everybody at the top who are paid big, big, big bucks for this stuff? Not as not big bucks as it? you would think, though. Not the scientists necessarily, but the government people are paid a lot of money. How much is know? the prime minister paid? I'm going to guess it's somewhere between about eighty and one hundred and twenty grand, maybe more. Okay, okay. See, a regular if, if, politician gets paid so, about eighty grand a year. So I was just asking that you would consider that the big bucks in. Yeah. So Marcus Rashford, you know, how much great does geezer. Earns um, considerably more than that. How much does Boris Johnson earn, right? What does the Prime Minister earn? The Prime Minister Boris Johnson is entitled to an annual salary of £161,401. Okay. Um, and that's what he gets. Plus bonuses, so backhanders and golden wallpaper. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay, yeah, obviously compared to, to... But remember, that's just what he gets paid as a wage for being Prime Minister, right? He's got all his other stuff going on. But... That he does. Shouldn't, shouldn't have. He probably earns millions a year. Yeah. This is one thing I've never understood. All these politicians are usually worth millions. Even people like Barack Obama. He was worth millions before he was president. Barry Obama. Um, Joe Biden. George W. Bush. You have you know. to be to be able to run, though. In those particular countries. Yeah, not really. Well, but 
Maybe today you could argue that, but, but you know, the theory is you shouldn't have to be. That's why it's called the American dream. Anybody can do it, yeah, right? but you need X amount to run the campaign. Yeah, but you also have that money that you can claim. That's why you have independents running, because they can claim money to pay for it for them. All right. But they just never get a chance to win, because it's always the two parties that win, and it's kind of the same in most countries. It's a two-party it? system. A two-party system. Well, you yeah. had the chance to change the vote, but you didn't. Who's that, America? No, over here. Over here? The alternative vote. What is the alternative vote? I missed this. There was uh, it was like a referendum type thing, maybe about getting on for about 10 years or so ago, right. when uh, the Tories and the Lib Dems were in coalition, and it was a case of the, the alternative vote, whatever it is, um, you know, however it runs out, I forget it now, but there was a, a vote for it. Do you want to move to this system so that it'd be fairer? You can pick um, your top, whatever, you know, parties and put them in order like one two three four five whatever it is mm -hmm. and then representational uh voting then comes into that so is that not kind of what they do in america though with the call uh, the um what do they call it the electoral college possibly and that system is shite no it's i i don't think it was like like right. that i okay. think it was a case of like we pick it rather than it being the electoral college of uh 230 whatever it is i don't know but see i think our system is pretty good i think it works okay you vote and whoever has the most number of seats if you pass a certain number you're definitely the government and if you don't then you have to form a coalition well see, you know? see what happened up here we were like one or two seats short i don't know no we were the uh smp that is mm -hmm. of being an overall majority so they had to to form a coalition with the, the the greens yeah yeah but i think that system works because there's no farting about with it right you've got your, your, your you've got your seats right and one seat is one seat in parliament and you say to yourself right well they voted for you so you get a seat they voted for you you get a seat and then you add them up and then you've got so many seats to be in charge the majority as they call it and that's a fair system the majority one they're in charge um, but if it doesn't hit a certain number, and this goes back to what we were saying on a previous episode about independence and stuff, if it doesn't hit a certain number, you don't get to have your overall majority. So you then have to form that coalition. So I think that system works. You know, the Electoral College, I've looked quite a lot into that. That seems like an absolute nightmare. And it's why you constantly have this thing in America where they're like, oh, no, you, we didn't win, you won. You could have a president who is president and he didn't have the majority of votes. Simply say, because of the electoral college, he, like specifically because that happened, uh, it has happened and it will yeah, happen again. His name's Trump. It just goes on. It's not just him that's done no, it though. It's been other presidents the most too. Recent one. Um, it's it's just that's how it can happen because of the electoral college. I, I just don't understand how that works. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, if you've got a country of three hundred and thirty million people, and the majority vote for one person, why is the other one in charge? Don't get it. Because they stole the election? No, just because of the electoral votes. The electoral votes were more for that person, but the public vote was more for the other person. But it's the electoral vote they go for. So, crazy old world. Anyway, that's quite a lot of information we've covered in this one. It's a very light episode. <laughs> it's a very light episode. Dominic Cummings, um, who is, uh, yeah, you call him the golem. Well, no, I, I say that. No, I didn't call him the Gollum. I call him the Gollum of politics. I said he looks like Gollum. Yes. He's the Gollum of politics. Well, there we go. That's and what on, he is forever now. And on that happy note, we're going to pass this over 
to our glamorous assistant, Roxy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orpov. To catch up on previous episodes, head over to anchor.fm slash Orpov or check your favorite podcast app directory. To contact the show with ideas that you would like to hear the guys talk about, send an email to orpovpod at gmail.com or visit anchor.fm slash orpov and click on message. You can follow the show on Twitter at orpovpod. And if you haven't done so already, remember to hit that subscribe button so that all future episodes of Orpov arrive safely on your device and you never miss a random point of view. Thank you.